Welcome to episode 195 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent and Jason here as always. And this week we've got a, a special one, I think, for I you. I think so. Yeah, anyone that's listened to this podcast over the last three and a half years knows that we are from the Oklahoma area and we have been to Rocklahoma every year. Yes, we're big on that. <clears throat> if you so, haven't figured that out already. This podcast is very Rocklahoma-centric, as our guest is Doug Burgess, who does DEB concerts and owns DNB Processing, which is relevant because he has, ho- he has sponsored a stage at Rocklahoma now for one or the other for three years. Yes. Going into his fourth year, but this year he's more involved as he's going to be booking as well. That's right. We've got a lot to talk about with him. That we do. But speaking of DEB Concerts and Doug Burgess, he's our sponsor and has been for quite a while. Look at that. You look shocked. That's awesome. Did I just lay some news on you? you <laughs> today is, if you're listening to this today, it drops. It's Halloween. So happy Halloween to yes. you all. Hope, Hope you're eating your candy corns and... And those little orange and black peanut butter thingies. Those are fucking disgusting, dude. I thought they were when I was a kid, but now I love them. And I'm not, it's not because I'm old, you know, it's like when I was like 20 something, I started loving them. Of course you would. You like tropicals. I mean, Jesus Christ. I don't like tropicals. I just bought them to try them. Can we talk about the DEB sponsoring us and all the great shows they've got coming up? Yeah. Come on. A great show coming up is this Saturday night, November 3rd. Tulsa, Oklahoma, Ideal Ballroom, Kicks. That's right. K-I-X. I can't wait for this show. This is going to be fucking rad. Yeah, the last many, many weeks when we've mentioned this show, we have repeatedly said, this is one of the best live bands you will see. Yes. And that's not uh, overhyping, that's just the truth. These guys are just flat out hard rock and roll, and they deliver live. I mean, I guess the last time we saw them was at that Dallas show, right? And, And... December the year yeah, before last. I think so. That holiday thing or whatever mm-hmm. with King's X and Lynch Mob and everybody else. Yeah. But seen them many times over the past decade or so and they never fell to amaze me. Yeah, they sound fucking impeccable. Yeah. And they've just got out this new album, which is a, actually a package of Blow My Fuse from 30 years ago. Yes. And it's called Blow My Fuse 30. Because it's the anniversary. Remastered. Yeah. And just a couple years ago, they had a new album, which was fantastic as well. Yes. So get out here to check all this stuff out. And I believe you said they're playing the album front to back, right? Yes. uh, They were on Eddie Trunk Monday. Uh, Steve and Mark from Kicks and said they were playing the album in its entirety, plus, plus other stuff. Right on. Yeah. Well, Sweat and Bullets and Rocket Science are opening the show up. So if you're in the Tulsa area and you still need tickets, hit one of these bands up on their Facebook page, buy them from them. It helps them out. You save a few bucks from service fees. If you're not in the area and you're coming in, you could probably still do that. If not, you get these things on Stubwire. Yeah. Then December 8th, the day that we lost Dimebag, LA Guns will be here. I know Tracy Guns was a friend of Dimebag, so maybe maybe he'll throw in a little Cowboys from Hell lick. I hope so. Yeah. L.A. Guns actually played there about a year ago. I saw them, and they were fantastic. So I'm sure they will be again. But even more excited for you and I is that Junkyard is also on this show. That's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Yes, a bucket list band for both of us. Yes, definitely. 
you think of all the bands from this era, there's a pretty tiny list of bands we haven't seen. Yeah. It's pretty much them and yeah. what, Dangerous Toys and pretty much, yeah. And Spread Eagle. Oh know? my god. So maybe one day Dougal Book Spread Eagle and my dreams can become reality. One could only hope, true. Switchblade Serenade. But anyway, back to the topic at hand. Grind will be opening that show up. We love Grind, so hit up them if you're going to see LA Guns and Junkyard. Then moving into 2019, February 13th, the day before Valentine's Day. Yeah. Like I mentioned last week, the love of Jason's music life, Biff Byford. And Saxon. And Saxon will be at the Ideal Barn. I can't fucking believe it. I know, it's amazing. It's going to be nuts. And even better, our friends in Down for Five will be opening the show That's along right. with Mud Flux. Oh, man. What a night. Saxon is a sight to behold live. Yes. Biff Byford was on his podcast back in the spring, so go look that up as well. But yeah, all this stuff coming up, plus DEB concerts will be announcing more stuff in the coming weeks and months, I'm sure, as well. So once again, thank you to them for their sponsorship. We're going to play some music now. Okay. It's Halloween. Core Rosic sounds like a band that might fit this bill for a band to play on a Halloween episode, you think? Let's do it. All right. This song is called Vengeance Overdrive. Yeah. 
Vengeance Overdrive from Core Rosic. That is actually the title track of their new album. Great stuff right there. Oh man, that was a, that was a tune and a half. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. These guys know how to kick some ass. This song is great. This whole album's great. So look them up. They actually came to Tulsa here a few months ago, and we got word that they may be coming back sometime in the spring. So oh, be on yeah. the lookout for that. Speaking yeah. of Rockloma, they played there as well. So I'm sure if you're from this area, you're familiar with Cora Rosic. If you're not, look these guys up. They're a pretty good band. Yes, they are. Speaking of good bands, your favorite bands releasing their thing. Isn't that this Friday? What? Or is that oh, next man. Friday? Yeah. Well, let's not talk about it. I'm <laughs> bummed out. Why are you bummed out? I can't afford oh, it. Tink- oh, gotcha. Jesus Christ. 200 bucks, 180 bucks. I don't know. Well, I'm it's gonna a, have to. It's 180 know. bucks now, but. Three months from now, you'll be able to get it on Amazon for 125 bucks. I know, I know. Because I think I the mean, Master Puppets one's on Amazon now for like 120 or 130. Really? Yeah, but the Injustice for All remastered, excuse me, Deluxe, whatever the fuck, you know. But yeah, you know, I'll get it eventually. It'll be all good. So yeah, looking forward to hearing that. No, the bass is not going to be turned up, but no, I'm sure it'll not. still sound cool nor, remastered. Nor does it need to be right? Jason Newstead, you can send me hate mail on that. I don't yeah. care. But just what what were you about to say? No, I said Jason Newstead said he doesn't think it should be. Exactly. And, and so, he doesn't have to say that to be political. He's been in that band for 15 years now. So exactly. So so all complaints can just be shut down with that statement right there that you just said. Yeah. Send any complaints you have about that to C.J. McClellan. You can send it to uh, go cry somewhere else at fuckyou.com. <laughs> That's where you can send those complaints to. Okay. <laughs> Well, another random news is yesterday, Queensryche and Fate's Warning announced they're touring together. There you go. That's pretty badass. I know those guys have toured together, but it's been like probably 20 years, I think. So Queensryche's got this new album coming out. I think it's in March when the tour is, if I remember right. It's either January or March, but it'll be the third album with Todd LaTorre. Gotcha. And can't wait to hear this thing because those first two albums are with him are fantastic. And they announced in their press release that this is even, what's the word, faster? Or they said more sped up. Yeah. So yeah. really looking forward to that. Heavier, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah but they yeah, all yeah. say that. This yeah, is our heaviest record today. This is the best thing we've ever done. It's heavier in the heavier places and lighter in the lighter places. <laughs> it's like, next. We matured as yeah. an artist. I'll just go put on my copy of Kill 'em All, Eat a Dick. <laughs> Are you saying that to Queensryche or No, no, okay. I'm sorry. I just, it's just, you know, how we get jaded at all this shit. You I know. know. <laughs> well, speaking of heavier and heavier places, this has happened since the last time we had an episode. But Matt Byrne, the drummer for Hatebreed. Yes. Did an interview with us. He sure did. And he will be on his podcast coming up in the next week or two. Oh man, it's going to be great. Yeah. That was a great one. Very fun to sit down with him for a while and talk about everything from Heavy metal to Camaros to how much the Red Sox piss him off. Yes. We we covered all that. Yeah. And then speaking of interviews, we also just did one with Ryan and Amir from Julian K. Yes. Who are both original members of the band Orgy. That we did. So we talk about all that stuff. Yes. And then that was a good one. That was. 
Then we've got one coming up as well with Jeremy and Martin from the band Wither. Yes. Who recently announced they were breaking up, but they're doing one final show. They got a farewell show coming up. Exactly. Right about exactly a month from now. It's November 30th. Okay. So you're 30 days away. All right. So if you're in the Tulsa area, Vanguard, November 30th, that show also features, it's a great lineup, Wither, The Normandies, Reliance Code, and Sign of Lies. It's going to be great. Yeah. That's four bands that will kick your ass and you'll love it. Exactly. So, like we mentioned at the gate here, Doug Burgess runs DEB Concerts, who promotes all these shows that we talk about that come to the ideal barroom. But also, he owns DNB Processing. Yes. Who sponsors, last couple of years, sponsored one of the stages inside the venue that was ran by Retrospect Records as far as booking goes. Gotcha. And the year before that, he sponsored the Axis stage. Okay. So now... About, what, a week or two ago, announcements were made that the Axis stage was leaving Rocklahoma. And then shortly after that, Sam McCaslin with Retrospect Records announced he was leaving. So then everybody all of a sudden believed that means these stages don't exist anymore. Yeah. You'll find out about that here in a minute, but Doug is keeping the stage D&B processing, and now he's just going to take over that and be booking the bands for that stage. Which, I believe you mentioned in the episode, you know, change isn't always a bad thing. No. You'll find out why here. Should we just get into it right now? I think we should. This is what everyone's been waiting for. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, let's clear the air and put all the rumors to rest right now. First off, thanks for sponsoring. Yes, thank this you podcast. very much. That's for quite right. a while now. Yeah. <laughs> Major appreciation. I guess the first question to just jump into is what? What can you say about what's going on with Rocklahoma? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a way to put it, or just, just jump right in. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> man, you didn't ease into it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I figure it's easier that way. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I thought I'd. It's time to kind of set the record straight about what's what's really going on rather than, than the rumors. You know, I, I put the Facebook thing out. Um, first thing I say is, you know, Rockahoma is making improvements. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they are, they're making improvements for the fans. You know, they're not taking anything away from the fans at all. Um, and, you know, I heard, I was told that, you know, even the, uh, the non-sanctioned uh, stages out in the campgrounds are not going away. They're not going to try to shut those down. Mm-hmm. Now they want them safe. They'll come out there and if they're, you know, the guys are doing something stupid and unsafe, they're going to shut that down. But, but, you know, Rocklahoma's management team has no plans of shutting down campground, you know, like the dark side stage mm-hmm. and, and those types of stages. They're not going to do that. They, they're not trying to take anything away from anybody. Yeah. You know, they're trying to make, they're trying to improve the festival and in, increase experiences, you know? So the major change this, this year is, um, the access stage is, is no more. <clears throat> um, 
I, I believe they want just more fans inside the festival grounds rather than out in the campground. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it had anything to do with the talent that was out there or Sunshine, you know, producing the, the, the stage. I don't think it had anything to do with that. They just want more fans inside the state, inside the camp, the concert grounds. They're going to open those up early. They're going to um, open it up on Thursday even. Um, we're talking about having national bands play on Thursday evening, um, have some local bands and, a, and a, a national act inside the concert grounds on Thursday evening. Mm-hmm. See, that's something new. It's just kind of a free-for-all on Thursday. It's like a pre-party. Mm-hmm. Well, now they're, they're talking about improving there, okay? <clears throat> I've, I've sponsored the... You know, it used to be the retrospect stage. I've, I've sponsored that for the last two years. <clears throat> I sponsored the access stage the year before that. Um, but now, you know, and, and uh, you know, the, the Rockahoma management team, and I'm talking, you know, Dave and Sharon and Mark and all those guys plus AEG, they know I'm a concert promoter here in town. So I'm booking bands all the time. I'm booking local bands all the time. So they asked me if I could book a bunch of bands for, for rock on. I said, well, sure. I said, you know, these bands are beating down my door anyway, you know, wanting to play at the IDL ballroom. So <clears throat> I think rock wants to go into a local, they want to put, well, I think they want to put Oklahoma into rock mm-hmm. you know, get back to, to Oklahoma. So they asked me if I would book local bands on that stage. And, and I said, and, and they asked me if I had the ability. I said, well, sure. I, I do it all the time. So that's the, that's the major change. You know, that stage is not going away. It's been the DMB processing stage for the last two years, but a lot of people has ignored that. It says, you know, DMB processing stage powered by retrospect records. Well, he's booking the bands, but I'm shelling out the money <laughs> for the stage. But but now I'm still sponsoring the stage, and and I'm doing the booking. Um, that's what's going on with that stage. And plus, now I'm I'm doing the booking for the local bands, for the up and coming bands. Uh, and I'm saying local bands. I'm talking. I, I want bands on there from Kansas, Missouri, Arkansas, Texas, Oklahoma, the middle of the country. And I don't have any problem with any of the bands that Sam um, had on that stage from Sweden, Australia, L.A., New York, New Orleans. I don't have a problem with any of those bands. They were all great bands. I watched them. We're just changing. Yeah. We're, we're going back local. Um, you know, the festival wants to, they're going to bring in local food. They're going to have re- local restaurants in there. Now you can get, instead of a corn dog, now you can get, you know, some... Tulsa restaurant catering stuff, you know, some, mm. some better stuff there. So they're improving. Andalini's pizza. Exactly. <laughs> um, that, that was mentioned. Um, <laughs> so they're, they're just, they're, they're making, yeah, they're making changes, but, but it's improvements for the fans. It's not, Definitely. it's not improvements. It's not big corporation, you know, greedy money grab changes. It's they, they're trying to bring more people in and to do that, you have to have more experiences and that they just, you know, it's unfortunate that that uh, Sunshine and Sam are no longer going to produce a stage. You know, that's mm-hmm. unfortunate, but uh, it's in the long run, uh, it, it's 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 to improve. You know, fan experience. Yeah. Well, the reason they didn't want that stage in the campground, I'm to understand, is because of the new liquor laws, right? Something to do with that? No. Or no? No, not really. I mean, um, 
um, well, maybe a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, the mate, the, the big change this year, as far as Oklahoma liquor laws, and, and here's something I'll tell your fans who's listening. This is how how close Rockalama was to not ever coming back. Mm-hmm. The Oklahoma liquor laws almost destroyed Rockalama. If 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 Rockalama if Rockalama's management team and AEG hadn't sent lobbyists to Mays County and lobbied for them to change the liquor law for Sundays, and they did. Mays County changed the liquor law where you can buy liquor. There's no, there's no beer and liquor anymore in Oklahoma. It's all liquor. Yeah. There's no, you know, it's uh, beer was a beverage, liquor it was liquor. No, not anymore. It's liquor. So they we were this close. If Mays County hadn't passed the, the law to sell liquor on Sunday, Rockahoma would be done. Wow. And so Rockahoma sent. Spent money, everybody, Rockahoma spent money and sent lobbyists to Mays County to lobby for that law to be changed, and they changed it. That's how close Rockahoma was wow. to going away. So when everybody starts bitching about Rockahoma changing, they went to bat for all of us. Yeah, definitely. Know? Yeah. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. <laughs> so they want more people, to answer your question, they want more people inside the gates. They want, they want, um, they want people inside the, the more people inside the concert grounds earlier. Right. Period. That's I think that's that's what it was. But I can't speak for anybody. I don't know the exact reason, but I think that's what it was. They had n- no problem with what Sunshine was doing out there on that stage, or the bands she was bringing in. They were all great bands. You know, like I said, I sponsored it for for a year. It was great fun. It's a, it's a great atmosphere. But I think they they have they want the fans inside the gates. For you know, a lot for a lot longer time. Yeah. I think that's the bottom line. Yeah, I think as a fan, the only downfall I see from it is that you could take your own drinks over there, mm-hmm. and now obviously you can't do that if everything's inside the gates. Well, as as a businessman, you know, I would. Yeah. Well, yeah, if, if you I was running to spend money, yeah, would right? you come inside the gates and buy our liquor <laughs> <laughs> yeah. rather than yeah than drinking your own <clears throat> liquor that you brought with you in the campground? Right, that works. Yeah. <laughs> Not a bad idea. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but just to be clear, so there is one less stage than there used to be, right? Yeah. Now, okay. they're going to do something in that area, I believe. The, the, the stage may stay, still be there, but it won't, won't be live music. I it see. may some, be some kind of fan experience kind of thing, but it won't be live music. Okay. Gotcha. Well, yeah, well, well, that took an entire seven minutes. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> See you later. Yeah, we had other stuff. You, <laughs> no, I've got we don't, have to, stuff we don't <laughs> have to put this in, but you literally answered everything in the first few questions we had about just Rocklahoma. Mm-hmm. You like covering it all. We don't have to ask. Any of the- well, I did have a question as far as <laughs> when you said National Hacks on Thursday, is that on the D&B processing stage or is that yeah. like on the main stage? No, it'd be, it would be on my stage. So is it someone you would be booking or is it someone no. they'll bring in? Yeah, they are, <clears throat> they're in charge of booking National Hacks. Okay. On my stage, I'm I'm in charge of booking local acts i'm sure they'll ask my opinion mm-hmm. and i may nudge them in a certain direction but it's going to be a team effort you know right. um because i would think as a fan we know you from deb concerts mm-hmm. thinking would that national act be along the melodic rock 80s I, rock lines, i believe you know? i believe their their theme 
for national acts on my stage will be classic rock. Okay. Because they know where I'm coming from. Yeah, they know what we're doing here in Tulsa. They know that we have a lot of fans following, you know, what we're doing. I believe that they're going to stay that way. Um, they've talked about having some of those classic rock bands that are playing on the nas- on the uh, main stage. They always have. They, they may come over there okay. on my stage and do an acoustic set, oh, you nice. know, so, you know, kind of a, a downplay kind of thing throughout, you know, throughout the days. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot of ideas they're throwing, throwing around, but it's really improvements. It's really, it's just, I, I want to keep driving that home. They're really trying to improve this festival, excuse me, to, uh, for the, the fans that they already have to come back and for new fans to come in. They need, they need new people to come in. Yeah. They need more people to come in. Well, it sounds, in a way, it sounds really exciting, all these new ideas coming around and the, the freedom of doing new stuff. Yeah, and, and they've increased their budget, you know. Um, I might get in, in trouble for this one, but I just want your fans to know they have bit the bullet for this next year. They've mm-hmm. increased the budget for talent. They are bringing bigger bands in. They have more money. They have more money to, to spend for bands. So, no, I don't know who they are. <laughs> but they are doing that for us, you know. That's awesome. That's great. Do you know if the, I mean, is the setup going to be similar as it's always been? We're like a band on your stage. We play at the same time as a band on the hard rock stage all throughout the day. They, they may cross over during the day but once it gets into the evening evening time you know um, they'll start staggering set times okay but you'll still have bands on your stage through all through the night right yeah okay mm-hmm. when it gets later on in the evening it'll be national acts yeah you know and then they'll start staggering set times you know just, you know so there's not so much walking over each other on on the stages you know yeah two acts playing at the exact same time on two on two stages, you know, right? <laughs> yeah, they you know, like last year. You know, Lynch Mob was playing on on the the second stage, and and I don't even know who this band was on 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 my stage, and, and I'm over there watching Lynch Mob, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so was everybody else? I look over there, and there's like three girlfriends <laughs> watching the band on my <laughs> stage, and I'm like, that's what I was thinking. Oh, it must be their girlfriends. <laughs> Those poor kids. <laughs> oh God. Uh, hey, we've all been there. Oh yeah, I've been there. That's awesome. <laughs> well, speaking of, not to totally change the subject, but speaking of festivals, I mean, there was rumors for a while that there was going to be another Streets Gone Wild, but then you said you wanted to focus on just individual shows. Is that oh. a possibility? Something you would ever look into again, doing a festival on your own? No. Okay. And here's and here's why. <laughs> Y'all set the record straight with that because. Your fans don't know. <laughs> um, all these shows at the Ideal Ballroom, um, those cost me. Yeah, cost me. I spend or lose five to ten thousand dollars a show to do those shows. I'm not. I'm not exaggerating. So. Somebody come up to me. Don't come to me and say I don't love the music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no <laughs> you know, doubt. But you know, I've been really blessed and fortunate in, in my life. I make my money during the day, so you know, I D and B processing. That's my my day job. That's a, a business that I own. I I make utility poles and stuff like that. It's a very successful steel manufacturing business. But I love this music, so 
So I put these shows on. And, you know, when, when a, one of my shows don't sell very good, it pisses me off because yeah. these people have no idea how much money I've just spent to bring this band in mm-hmm. and local bands and hotels. You know, it's not just the price of the band. It's hotels. It's, it's, uh, uh, now we're not talking about Eddie Trunk. I don't put Eddie Trunk's fee in, yeah. in my loss because he and I are friends and that's, you know, that's separate. So, you know, and I've had a couple assholes on Facebook say, well, once you stop bringing him in and lower the ticket price. Well, if you can't afford $25, <laughs> yeah. then you're not going to come to many many of the shows anyway. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I understand some people don't have a lot of money, but $25 isn't a whole lot of money to see three damn good bands. Mm-hmm. Two local bands usually is what I have in a, in a national act. So what we, what we found out from Streets Gone Wild, <clears throat> the, you know, this guy, I call him Farm Rock Freddy. <laughs> You know, he he was robbing from Peter to pay Paul mm-hmm. on these farm rock festivals. And, you know, Eddie Trunk had done a couple of them. You know, Tom Kiefer did did one or two of them. And what they said, he was struggling. You know, there was delays on people getting paid, you know, and, and, and before they got to Tulsa. But everybody eventually would get paid, you know, maybe a couple of days after. But he would always pull it together. You know, and 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 pull it out, you know, and then Farm Rock rolls into Tulsa, <laughs> and and I was the spot. I was the lead or the the uh, the head sponsor for that festival. I got involved with Tom Green, called him, said, "Hey, I want to be a part of this. I, I want to be a sponsor. Put my you know my DMB processing scrims up on the stage. Mm-hmm. Give me some backstage passes and." Give me a bottle of Jack Daniels and so I can hang out with my my guy friends and my girlfriends and you know <laughs> hang out backstage and leave me alone, you know. So uh so we did all that and you know, and there's a, a shit ton of bands in that festival. Well <clears throat> the thing that, that he didn't think about, this promoter, is this is Tulsa, Oklahoma. This is a tertiary market at best it's not even a secondary market i'd put it below that mm-hmm. you know with, with this type of music yeah you know now justin timberlake can sell out the blk center that's different than, than this genre of music <clears throat> once he got here and ticket sales weren't worth a shit his house of cards crumbled he couldn't he couldn't rob from peter enough to pay paul he even came to me before the show before the show ever got here and wanted me to be an investor for fall shows. And this is what he was doing. He was finding investors. He was saying way in the future, but what he's trying to do is just get enough money for the next town. (laughs) But once he got here and the ticket sales, that was like a two and a half day show uh, festival. Wasn't yeah. It was Saturday and Sunday. It was Friday night inside kind of a pre-show thing. Mm -hmm. And then two full days. 1,700 tickets sold. 1,700 tickets. You know, if you do the math, you know, about how much that is, he probably spent $120,000 to probably $120,000 to $150,000 just on bands. And then you have a stage you got to pay for. You have lights you got to pay for. Sound, PA, all these stagehands, hotels. So... 
<clears throat> I know I'm giving you a really long answer. There's no, no way that this market, this market won't even won't even support my one little show every once in a while at the IDL. So Tom Green and I were, were talking like, hey, yeah, let's let's have a one day festival. What do you say? We'll have five or six national bands. <laughs> let's see. Okay, I'll, I, lo- I lose 5,000 on one band every time I do a show times five plus the stage plus this, all this outdoor <laughs> stuff. It would cost me $150,000 so the fans could see five or six national acts. <clears throat> so I'm not trying to talk shit about the fans. I'm just talking about this market won't support it. Mm-hmm. You know, there was this market won't support a festival at all. You know, there was a really nice country festival not too long ago, you know, outside of town. And they lost their ass. Yeah. And it was really good bands. Rascal Flats, you know, really big, big name bands. This market, for some reason, will not support it. I don't know why. Rock Home is the, the only successful festival that's been around. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's why no, we're not going to do that. It, it's it's just there's just not enough. I can't sell enough tickets to to make it work. You know. Well, is the DB concerts something that you just plan to do indefinitely, or is it something eventually going to be like I'm tired of losing five thousand bucks or whatever? I mean, that's a good question. Not to sound like to sound bad. I just well, wonder. I wish I wish more people had come out to the shows. I will say that, you know, um, you know, when I, whenever I, I bring a band to, to, to town and I lose and, and, you know, I look at the ticket sales and they're only 200. Yeah. I, I think why the hell, why, why am I doing this again? Oh yeah. So I can spend a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. You know, it does feel good when I'm doing the shows and people walk up to me and shake my hand. Hey, thank you for, for doing this. Yeah. And, and I know all those people. But there's not enough of them. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so, and then, you know, I'll get the, the occasional comment on, on our fan page. Well, I just didn't come to this show. I saw them about a year ago, you know, so I just set this one out. Yeah. Mm, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that burns me up. I go, okay, well, get used to that. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> there yeah. may be a lot more of it. <laughs> you setting that one out. Because it, 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 we do need more support. Yeah. I, I do need more people coming. Now, now the, the people who are there at every show, love you guys. Thank you very much. You guys know who you are. But these people, these satellite fans that just pick and choose the, the shows, they're the ones that's going to ruin it for everybody mm-hmm. eventually. I can't keep doing it. I could if I want to, but it's just too much money. It's, yeah. it's, we need more support, to be honest with you. Definitely. Well, you mentioned, you know, your involvement with, you know, the streets, the original streets gone wild and all that stuff. Like, was it, is that the first thing you did that kind of led you into the promoting? Or did you do this before DB? No, that was, yeah. Oh, okay. <clears throat> that's how, it, <clears throat> that's how I got into this because I, I met Tom Green there, you know, owner of the IDL, and I met Eddie Trump there, and I was kind of behind the scenes, and I, I saw this this shitstorm going on behind the scenes. Fans didn't know that how close Saturday night didn't come. It almost got canceled. 
because there was no money to pay the bands. I didn't bail them out. You know, Tom Green and Luke Nagel and Brad Wickwire, Stubwire guy. Brad, oh, okay. you know, Brad Wickwire. If they had dug into their own pockets and pulled out cash to pay, pay the other 50% of those Saturday night bands, it wouldn't have happened. It, mm-hmm. it would have canceled. And then it would have been a, a lynch mob, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that's how, that's how I got into it because I was finding out what was going on, and and then after the festival was was over, you know, Eddie Trump and I became friends, and Tom and I became closer friends, and so I went to Tom and I said, "Hey, do you think this is something that could be, you know, that could be successful? That could?" And he said, "Yeah, I think so." He said, "I think it's got legs because I think we could." I said, okay, and we thought about that for a while, and, and then I went to him on a different occasion. I said, hey, let's just start out small and just book bands every once in a while at the idea. I said, is that okay with you? He goes, hell yeah. <clears throat> I said, okay, I'll make you a deal. If you'll show me how to start booking these bands, because I didn't ha- have any idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I said, you show me how to, how to, how to do it, because he used to do, do D-Fest and all that stuff, so he... Mm-hmm. He knows how to do it. <clears throat> so if you show me how to do that and show me how to promote, I won't go to any other venue but yours. I won't. I won't go anywhere else. And that's why I won't go to the Canes or or any other venue because I gave him my word I wouldn't. That's how I got into it. Yeah. So is it something you'd ever thought about before that moment? No. Like back in yeah, the day? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I was a sound man for several bands mm-hmm. in, in the 80s. Um, you know, it was, I started out with Beast. That It's Doxy now. You know, yeah. Beast and Streetwise and Passion. Amethyst. Um, um, Flax and Harlot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was a sound man for all those bands. Uh, with Dale Thompson and Mike Tuttle and, you know, Kevin Bunch, all those guys. So it's never left me. And that's why I'm... You know, midlife crisis. I guess you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you take the take the music out of the you take the man out of the music, but you can't take the music out of the man. There you go. So it's it's never left me. So this I don't know. This is just something. You know, it's just I knew I wanted to do something, but it, this just came along. Mm-hmm. You know, I just kind of wanted to be a, a part of the, a part of that festival. I heard about. It. I go, man, that's right up my alley. Yeah. You know, I just did it for backstage passes. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> is is there anything you know you've learned or anything you know that, that maybe a band didn't work out that you learned something from you or, guys got good questions well you know <laughs> we're, we're trying <laughs> yeah whenever I first got in this I did it just so I could meet meet some of my heroes you know I just want to meet them you know and not those those typical meet and greet cattle call things yeah cattle, yes. cattle prod yeah they things. just yeah because those suck, you know. I wanted to be, wanted to meet some of my heroes, you know, and and those, you know, Lita Ford. That was a bucket list, you know. Book her and Tom Keeper, you know. I'm a big big fan of Tom Keeper, and um, <clears throat> what I'm finding out now, it's 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 not what you think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in in the beginning, it's really cool. Yeah. Oh my god, it's Lita Ford! Oh shit. <laughs> Well, I saw her a month later, you know, on the Monsters of Rock crew. She didn't even know who I was. <laughs> Before she left town, she hugged me. 
She was talking about how great my truck was, and she loved to have it, and gave me a big hug. I didn't hug her. She gave me a big hug yeah. before she left. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, big hug. I'm like, yeah. A month later, she didn't know who I was. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tom Keeper, That's a he's a that's a different story. That guy's terrific. Him yeah. and everybody in his band. You know, Tony and Kendra and Savannah and um, um, Billy and those guys. They're they're just really good people. But, that's he's an exception, but what I'm starting to find now, I'm year, about a year and a half into into this. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not getting getting as excited excited to uh, to meet the bands anymore. Mm-hmm. Now it's just there's people. Mm-hmm. It's you know it's different. You know yeah. in the beginning I was like oh yeah I was like fanboy hey I was yeah. going on <laughs> and now I'm like eh. yeah your set starts at ten yeah <laughs> 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 it's, it's kind of. I didn't think I would get that way, but you know, the show, you know, Steve, oh, the, um, there's a show on Sirius XM, Never Meet Your Heroes. Um, Scott, Scott, Scott Ian. Ian. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, I've met Scott Ian, and that, that's a fact. You know, he's a little prick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, but but it's, it's that, it's it's like that. And now it's, it's like I said, a year and a half into it. Um, so I just met Sammy Hagar mm-hmm. about a week ago. I'd already met Michael Anthony. I mean, yeah, and he was a great guy, but I met Sammy Hagar. But what I found, you know, he's big bucket list, way above Leader Ford. I mean, this I've been wanting to meet him, and not in one of those meet-and-greet settings. So I got to meet him, hang out with him. He made me a drink, you know, stuff like that. It's different now. It's now that I've been in the business for about a year and a half, you can't go in there and meet these guys and be all fanboy because mm-hmm. they want you to leave. You yeah. know, you got to go in there and talk to them just like we're talking now. That's what you got to do, yep. and that's hard for me to do. Yeah. <laughs> that's really tough. You, you don't want to get labeled a Punisher. <laughs> that's what they call them. I've heard. Oh yeah, I don't ever want to be a Punisher. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can relate because you know, we started this. I yeah. was nervous as shit. Some of these. Mm-hmm. First few we did, you know, yeah. like one of the early ones we did was Joey on from Warrant, and I'm like, this is like one of my first favorite bands when I was 12, you know, and yeah, exactly. We walk in yeah. there, and he's just like pours us a drink, and I'm right. just like, this is freaking weird, but we acted normal, and from that point on, it just was easy yeah. after that, you know, you know, and it's like he he's so fucking cool, and then Stephen Sweet comes in, and he's like mean mugging us, like what are these guys doing here? And oh, like, yeah. oh shit! So it's just like this. It was so weird, you yeah. know. But yeah, you you're exactly right. You just be, yeah. Just be cool. But once I was around Sammy for five minutes, I wasn't the fanboy because mm-hmm. I just kind of fed off of him, and yeah. he's just a regular guy. He there was no ego, there's no no rock star bullshit. He was just a, a guy talking, yeah. and I'm like, so the fanboy thing kind of left. So it's losing its luster yeah. I, after a year and a half into it. Yeah. It's, it's the fanboy thing starting to fade away, and I'm like, these are just people. Mm-hmm. They're just people, you know. Exactly, <laughs> but there's got to be someone else, right, besides Sammy, that would make you a little, little nervous to go in there. You think Eddie Van Halen? Maybe? Oh God! Oh yeah, <laughs> I would lose my shit. <laughs> I'd be the Punisher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Eddie Van Halen. I'm trying to get Ace Freely. You know, I've been working on Ace Freely. People, I, I still get that on the fan page. Yeah, I thought you wrote a book, Ace Freely. Well, yeah, I so did I. You got. <laughs> got to talk to Ace. You know? It's I'm sure it's not as hard as it's not easy as people think. No, yeah. he uh, 
you know, he doesn't do that many shows until he 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 gets on the tour. You know, until they announce he's coming across the country. You know, I I could get him for I could get him. You know. A month from now, no, no problem. Fly him in here, forty thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you got to wait till they're routing through here. Mm-hmm. And he, he just hasn't done that since since I started doing this. Mm-hmm. He probably will next summer. Yeah. And if he's coming through this area, yeah, I'll get him. Mm-hmm. But it's he's he's a little he's a little out there. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. <laughs> he's a little. You, you can just watch or listen to any interview with him. Like, man, this guy. Yeah, and that's how he makes decisions, too. He's like, well, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, is there any, like, you don't have to name names. Were there other bands you've been trying to get that are elusive to you? Not really. No. Uh No, if you have the money, they'll they'll, they'll come see you. That's, uh, you know, that's a big um, misconception with fans. They'll they'll ask, why doesn't so-and-so ever come to Tulsa? They don't like Tulsa? No, because Doug hasn't shelled out enough money yet. <laughs> right. they'll, go, they'll go to wherever the promoter get, makes them an offer yeah. to go to. Yeah. yeah, that's how they think. A lot of fans, and I used to think that's the same thing. They thought it was up to the bands where they, where they go. Bands don't give a shit where they play. Mm-hmm. It's up to the promoters to, to, to make that offer for, you know, to come to their town. That's how it's, it's done. Yeah. And, Oh, yeah, I love any time a band announces a tour. If you look at the comments on Facebook, like every other comment's like, why don't you ever come to Des Moines? Mm-hmm. Why are you skipping Austin? Mm-hmm. You know, what about Poughkeepsie, New York? You know, it's like, right. these guys aren't saying, well, let's skip Poughkeepsie. You yeah, know, they just, don't care they'll <laughs> yeah, exactly. they're wherever they're going to be paid. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that is right. Well, playing devil's advocate, like you mentioned the five band idea that you tossed out mm-hmm. what if you did like five bands that didn't cost much like dangerous toys and <laughs> you know if you got five of those bands together that are smaller like that third tier of band i would think you could probably fill the place up but that's just me we might <laughs> we might do that you know we you know tom and i have talked about maybe three you know um but we gotta you know we may block off the streets we still may have the show inside the idl because once you take it outside, you have to pay for that stage, yeah, that outdoor stage, and then you have to have a generator for power, right? When you, you know, and Tom taught me this. Uh, he's he knows this stuff. Anytime you take a show out outdoors, you just doubled your expenses. So we might do it like on a Saturday afternoon. The show's inside the IDL, but you open the thing up, and, and we can spill out onto the streets mm-hmm. and have bars out there and 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 some kind of experience stuff. Just right outside the door. Yeah, you know, that would be cool. Um, but I, I don't, but I don't know. If we're going to do an outdoor thing. The, the only reason we—I well, didn't mean that. I just meant like indoors. Yeah, we might do that. Oh, okay. We might do that. But, but I don't. I, I really don't think um, we'll draw enough people to go outside and block out the street. Mm-hmm. I just don't think we would draw enough people to have to do that. Yeah. You know, I booked Rat. I'll tell you how close we were. I I, I had Rat booked. Like currently. Yeah, I had him booked for June. Oh. Of, of next year. Wow. June 16th, I had Rat Book. We wow. were going to do this, boys and girls. Um, <laughs> and we started putting the numbers together and, and said, no way. We, it's just not going to work. It's just going to be a big, big losing proposition. And yeah. uh, the booking agent that I was working with, <clears throat> I had the contract signed. 
Wow. I hadn't sent them the, the deposit. You have to send them 50% up front. I didn't send them the deposit. And then Tom and I discussed it and said, I don't think so, man. I don't think so. And the booking agent I was book, I was working with, they they let me out of it. They didn't have to. They didn't have to. Yeah. But I uh, I showed them my cards, and they said, you're under contract. you got to pay it. Well, I kind of called their bluff and said, okay, I've got the money. If you're going to hold me to it, I'll pay you. That's the kind of guy I am. And they go, wow. Well, uh, okay. Uh, since you're being so honest, we're going to try to find another date for them. <laughs> and they let me out of it. Wow. They're not used to this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they said. Yeah. Wow. I said, if you're going to hold me to it, I'll pay you. But um, but we can't. We're not going to do the show. That's nuts. <laughs> so course, you don't know if they'll have their shit together by then. Yeah, you never know. Now, God, God, I know. It's it, yeah. It was sad. It was sad. So so like, what are of what you've done so far? What was one of your favorite couple of shows? Were they Tom Kiefer or? Yeah, the first Tom Kiefer show. Yeah, because that was super duper fanboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because t- I don't know if anybody around here knows that there's, I've got a history with Eddie Trunk and Tom Kiefer mm. before I knew Eddie Trunk. Whenever Cinderella came out of their several year hiatus, you know, mm-hmm. because of Tom's vocal issues, yeah, yeah, he had eight like eight surgeries on his vocal cords. Um, I saw him at Rockahoma, the first. It was the first couple of shows that they came out of their hiatus. <clears throat> and I thought he was lip syncing. I thought he was singing to a track. Wow. Because I was right in front of him, right down front. And he sounded just right, just like the record. Sounded spot on. And I thought I caught him a couple of times. You know, he just had a hot mic because I'd seen him kind of come off the mic a little bit. But it was, it was probably the delay, you know, had had a little delay on the, on the vocals. And I called into Eddie Trunk's radio show, <laughs> national radio show. And I said, I just saw Tom Kiefer or Cinderella at, at Rockahoma, and I think Tom's singing to a track. And he said, why do you, why do you think that? I said, well, I know about his, his surgeries, all this, these issues. On, and I said, he sounded just like the record. And I said, now listen, I said, if the band is listening, you know, I apologize if I'm wrong. I said, but but he sounded terrific, and I just don't think he could sound that sound that good after all everything went on. So I started this big controversy around the country. And again, I didn't know Eddie at the time. I was just a fan listening to a show. And so Eddie kept talking about me several weeks after that. And he goes, I'm going to go see Tom Kiefer uh, M3, and I'm going to report back because his fan thought, thinks he's 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 singing to a track. And, and, and he goes to M3, and he comes back, and he says, you know, I talked to Tom about that. And he says, oh, he's not singing to a track. And he said, and I'll let everybody know, he's not singing to a track. He's singing live. He, he said, I tried to catch him. No, he's singing live. Wow. And then he, he uh, had Tom on the in his studio, I, I don't know, a couple weeks after that. And I called in. So I called him to talk to Eddie and Tom. Eddie goes, hey, Tom, you know, the guy that thought you were singing to a track, he's on the phone. He wants to talk. Is that okay? And Tom Keeper's real shy. I mean, really shy. He goes, well, well sure, okay. So he gets me on the, on the phone. I'm on the radio with him. <clears throat> and he goes, yeah, here you go. This guy's, this is Doug from Tulsa. Uh, 
He says you're lip syncing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, so I get up and there I go. Hey Eddie, what are you doing? Trying to increase ratings? I said that's not what I said. I said he sounded good enough that he sounded just like the record, so he could be singing to the track. Yeah. But anyway, <clears throat> so I talked to Tom, and Tom, you know, Eddie said, you know, that's the ultimate compliment, wouldn't mm-hmm. you think? And he said, Tom goes, absolutely. Yeah. So we cleared it all up, and 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 so. I had this history with Tom and then, and then like, I don't know, six months, six or nine months later, Tom is on the show again. And I, and I call in again. (laughs) This little fucker from Oklahoma won't go away. (laughs) (laughs) This won't go away. But, uh, he said, Hey, this is Doug from from Tulsa. He thought he was that one that called in. He goes, yeah, yeah, I remember, I remember him. And he said, and Eddie goes, Doug, so what do you, what do you think now? Does Tom sing and do it? Cause I'd seen him, in between that time, yeah. live, I said, I said, oh no, he's hundred percent live. I was, I was completely wrong. I said, and I, and I apologize. And, and Tom goes, oh, thank you very much. And all that. So I had that history yeah. with him and then I booked him. So I was in the green room with him at the IDL and I went in there and said, Hey, I'm the promoter. You know, how you doing? And he's, oh, hi. And I met Savannah, his wife and everything. And I said, uh, we have a little history, the two of us. And, and he gives me that look like, Oh no, <laughs> crazy fan guy. He's going to cut me up. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, I'm the guy that was on Eddie's show that thought you were lit, you know, singing to a track, lip syncing. And he goes, that's you? I go, yeah. He goes, he gave me a big hug. <laughs> so, so that was, that was my ultimate. Yeah. That was pretty. That is Tom, cool. the, the Tom Keeper. <laughs> really cool. Yeah. I'm sure you told Eddie that too when you first. Yeah, oh, yeah, because yeah, okay. I, I kept seeing Eddie every year at Rockahoma. I'd, right. go, I'd go backstage, he's back there, I said, and how I would introduce myself every time, because these guys don't remember you. Yeah. Right. I go, I'm the Tom Kiefer guy. Yeah. I'm the Tom Kiefer guy. Oh, hi. Hey. Yeah. So we saw each other, and then, then Eddie came to the IDL for the festival. I met him, offered him a Dallas Cowboys ticket for the next day after the festival, because they were playing the Giants, the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. That's his. Oh, yeah. That's his team. His team. By the way, I'm so sorry. Unfortunately, (laughs) I'm so sorry. Well, let's not talk about that. But Eddie went to the show. I mean, it went to the Cowboys game with us the following day after the show. So then we just started being friends, and yeah, yeah. I bring him to I bring him to town, and we have fun, and I'm still having fun. But we just we need to sell a little more tickets out there, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of the the fan side of it, like what's some of like going way back, what's your first concert or what's some memorable ones throughout the Kiss. Years? There you go. Kiss. What tour? Dynasty. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. Lifelong Kiss fan. Um, no problems with the they, way things are now and all that stuff? Oh, so yeah. Big problem with it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the, uh, you know, and it's, 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 it's really Eddie's um, stance on it also. It's, it's dressing... Tommy and Eric up like Ace and Peter. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. That's that's not cool. But you know. But in in Gene and Paul's defense, um, Ace and Peter could have kept that makeup. Yeah, they sold it. They sold it back to them. Yeah. So they gave it up willingly. You know, I don't know how much they were paid, but they were mm-hmm. they sold they sold the rights to the to the costume and the and the makeup. Yeah, back to them. Right. Home. So, all-time favorite bands, Van Halen, second all-time Molly Crew. Oh, yeah. So, what do you think of the Krabby album? 
The what? The John Karabi album. <sighs> no. <laughs> oh, man. No, I don't think so. <laughs> John Karabi's an incredible singer. You know, he's, he's very talented, but it was not the... It's not the right mix, you know. It's not the right fit. I, I can't wait for the Netflix movie. That's gonna be awesome. Yeah, it should come out in a few months. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. They better, they better, they better do it good. I think something's happening with Van Halen. Really? Yeah. I was really thinking about a year or two ago that they were gonna resurface with Sammy. I don't think they're going to resurface yeah. with Sammy. Um, I mean, I wish they would personally, but... David Lee Roth told somebody not too long ago they're going to do something in, in 19. Really? And I, and I think that... I think Michael Anthony's been contacted by Eddie to come back. I don't know that for, for a fact. Yeah. I don't know that for a fact. You know, but, you know, we were hanging with him and Sammy, like I said, last week in, in, in Arkansas. I mean, he, he's tight-lipped. I mean, everybody that's got anything to do with Van Halen has a zipper on their mouth. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know, but his mannerisms were, were different, you know, this time, you know, when, when asked about it. So... Hey, I mean, they've got... I mean, it doesn't make sense to, like, have the three of them out there and not have Michael Anthony. Yeah. I understand yeah. he wanted to have his son in his band. You know, that's cool for a short period, but you can't fucking not have it, Michael Anthony. Well, Wolfie's record's almost done. Yeah. I mean, it's, and, it's and being mixed right Yeah, he's wanting to do that. If they're all four alive, come on. Sammy had, had had the greatest idea. He said, "Yeah, me and Michael come back into the band, have David do do his songs too. Do his, David sing his songs? I sing my songs, and Woofie's band open up, open up, yeah. open up for the for Van Halen. Yeah, it's the perfect scenario. But that Sammy stuff's really deep. I don't think they're going to do anything with him." Yeah, it's sad too because he can sing circles around David. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. See, that's yeah. the other thing you got to wonder: Would David Roth want to do that because he's going to be upstaged by the guy that goes on? Sure, probably yeah. before him, even though his music came out. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. exactly. I agree. <laughs> exactly. But what what do you think is the best concert you ever saw? Could you say? That's a tough one. Oh no. Probably every Van Halen concert I've ever been to. Yeah. Except 07 at the BOK Center. Oh, man, I forgot Were you guys that. at that? No, they, I they didn't. Dale D. Roth singing on that one? I didn't go to that one. Uh, the floor seats were 150 bucks. It was summertime, and they wouldn't they wouldn't let the let them turn the air conditioner on. Oh, God. It was it was a request from the band, and yeah. I know it's because of David's vocals. Yeah, it didn't help. Yeah. It was terrible. Wow. But, you know, probably every Van Halen show except for that one. Great show. Um, Kiss always put, always put on a good show. Yeah. Roger Waters. I saw them him a few years ago. Yeah. That's one of the best concerts I've ever seen in my life. Really. But now it's been proven that he's singing to a track. <laughs> it's rampant. Uh, yeah. Man. Well, yeah, it's you know, when we saw we saw Maiden in Oklahoma City and it was during the summer and he it was like known he put out a thing, you know, no air conditioning because mm-hmm. it Bruce didn't mess up his vocals. Yeah. And it was so freaking hot in that arena. Yeah. Holy yeah. crap. And Iron Maiden, yeah, I've I've seen them <clears throat> 
gosh, a lot of times. And they're, they're, they're always incredible. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, before I wrap this up, you know, we're talking about back on the Rockahoma thing, local bands. Uh, now this isn't, I haven't approved this with any of the bands, but, um, I will tell, go ahead and put that out there. A few of the bands that I'm, I'm, I'm looking to book for Rockahoma here in Tulsa would be everyone knows who my favorites are you know yeah <clears throat> rocket science down for five yeah <laughs> the shoe in yeah uh dead metal society yeah um uh grind driver doxy um reliance code probably sever mind yes mud flux they already said mud flux yeah. mud flux so the, so you guys if you're listening i'm coming after you uh like i said no, no you know nothing is proved but but just a little shout out to, to these local guys. Um, um, I'm, I'm, I know I'm forgetting somebody because I don't have any, I don't have a list in front of me. Yeah. But, but you guys are uh, oh first strike, first oh, strike. Oh, yeah, nice. I, I want you yeah. guys. I want you guys back. Um, so if you listen to this, Hell yeah. I'm, I'm coming after you. One first strike guy will listen to this. We know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or oh, that yeah. was in first strike. <laughs> well, he was when they played last year. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah Deep Trillo. Yeah, he's yeah he's yeah, trying yeah. to he's trying to double dip. Yeah, yeah he's already he's already, he's already lobbying. Nice. <laughs> Hell yeah! Can I throw in my word for this guy here and his band? <coughs> Who's his band? Zen Hipster. Oh, they, they just reunited. Like I just saw a video on them. They suck. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks a lot. That's a good yeah, point. yeah, that was on the list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pr- probably get them too. Yeah, awesome. Hey, but, we'll but do I want, it. I want the uh, the Tulsa flavor. I want yeah. the, the Tulsa. Um, industry represented so all those bands i just i just mentioned and zen zen hopper whatever it was <laughs> we'll go with that we'll go with that <laughs> so uh so everybody chill out everybody i just mentioned you guys are playing <laughs> and don't fuck with me about what time you're playing and who plays first and who plays last right oh man somebody has to play first <laughs> And somebody has to play last. Somebody's <laughs> got to do it. Take right. one for the team. Yeah. Right. But I don't know uh, cover bands. Uh, Dead Metal Society, and um, I think they were the only ones on there that's a cover band. I have to get that approved. I don't know what the rules are going to be about mm-hmm. cover bands and originals. I know that they want original bands for sure. Dead Metal Society always gets away with playing on that stage, even though they're a cover band. So, uh, you know, I'm a follower also. You know, I've, got, I've, I've yeah. got a management team that I have to do what they say, so I'll be fighting for all you guys. Awesome. Cool, well, cool man. Well, I know you're not going to announce anything, but do you have anything with DB coming up that should be announced soon? That kind nope. Of thing? No? I don't have anything past Saxon. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I've got Kicks uh, November 3rd, uh, LA Guns December 8th, and Saxon February 13th. All right. And that's all I've got working. Um, I did turn a band down for June. It was a Saturday night. Um, I've had them here before, but I will be honest with you. My repeat bands aren't selling where the crap. Mm-hmm. So, uh, probably going to chill out on the, uh, on my repeat bands. You know, I've had Dawkins and Tom Kiefer yeah. <clears throat> as repeats, um, didn't do too well. And I think that's the fans going, well, I saw them last year. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just turned down an offer for another repeat band. So I'm going to be a little more picky in 19. You know, I probably do fewer shows, but bigger bands. Gotcha. You know, yeah. Well, we appreciate you 
coming on here to talk yeah, about thanks. all this stuff. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I wanted to kind of clear the air about the Rock Oklahoma stuff because there's so many rumors and stuff going mm-hmm. around. But but everything I said, you know, can be changed except for you know my stage and me. You know, I'm booking, I'm sponsoring it, I'm booking it. I'm doing only local bands, you know, in around the state, you know, the mm-hmm. states around Oklahoma. But everything else I said could be changed. Yeah, yeah. So don't hold it against me if it changes. <laughs> you got I'm, trying, it. I'm trying to give you as much information as I can without getting in trouble. There you go. There you go. Doug Burgess from DNB Processing and DEB Concerts. Big thank you to him for taking the time out to sit down with us and talk about all the stuff that's going on with Rocklahoma and what he's got going on elsewhere. Yes, huge thanks. Yeah, so now that we've heard that, like I mentioned right before, change isn't always a bad thing. What do you, you know, just like a quick summation of it. I mean, what are your thoughts? I'm okay with the idea. I'm super fucking okay with the idea. I, I, I'm a fan of it. I really like the idea of, you know, going more local, regional. Um, they're going to have, you know, and not just music. They're going to have the, the experiences, the food, um, I think it's the right way to go. It's a great way to go. Yeah, I mean, it's what those other festivals like that one in the Northeast does, where it's like a food truck festival slash yes. music festival and all that, where it's like, and I know there's another one that's similar where it's centric to the area as far as the food exactly. and the, exactly. the, the beers and that kind of thing go, Yeah, which is a really cool idea. And why not make the bands that way as well, you know? At yeah, least, exactly. At least a good part I mean, of that stage, you know? I mean, in there, you know, there's enough to go around, um, and it, it just it it just makes sense. Yeah. Um, and you know, not not that anything didn't before, but this is a great move to make, I believe. Yeah. I mean, we've talked multiple times every year. We do our review or whatever. We love the retrospect stage. We love the access stage. Yeah. Both the people that ran them, you know, were always great to us, and we love both of them. So I mean. Nothing against that, but like you said, sometimes change happens, and mm-hmm. at least it's it's not like going in a backwards direction. That's for damn sure. Yeah, yeah, true. So, yeah, really looking forward to what Doug and the DB process, processing stage brings to this and everything. Yeah, definitely. Like we mentioned up front, Kicks is this Saturday. If you're in this area, get your ass out there. You will not be disappointed in the live show you see. That's right. That's right. If you... Are disappointed? Email us, and I'll tell you you're fucking idiot. If you and, and we, <laughs> hey, we will both be there. And if you find Trent and you come up to him and you say, "John Elway is the greatest quarterback to ever exist," he will buy you a shot. You're That's all you have to do. I said you're an asshole. I don't have well, that kind of money. I've been called worse. Maybe Tom Green will. Start me a tab or something that I don't have to. I can do like Norm, you know. Oh Jesus, that cheers. probably won't happen. Just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> okay. Sure, won't buy you a shot. <laughs> but we will be there, and we're gonna rock out to some kicks. It's gonna be a great show, and you guys need to get your tickets and get out there and uh, sh- show these guys some love because they put on a hell of a show. You'll be rolling in honey. I I hope. Yeah. You know. Hell yeah. Eddie Trunk will be hosting it. We didn't mention, I didn't think I mentioned that when I was talking about the shows at the beginning of the show, but Eddie Trunk hosts all the DEB concerts, and as well, we talked about Rocklahoma, he hosts that every year as well. Definitely. So, if you're in this area and you want to meet Eddie Trunk, you 
and you haven't yet, I don't know what your problem is because you've got some chances. <laughs> yes, for <laughs> sure. But if this is your first time listening or you're behind on some episodes, we're getting up there, man. 195. We're getting, we're near. Did you ever think we'd be nearing 200? No, I didn't. I, I didn't. But, you know, I'm glad that we're getting there. Um, I can see us getting to three, four, five hundred. Um, and I'm looking forward to episode 200. We, we have an idea or two in the works for that. So you already announced it on here when you were drunk that one time. Oh, great. Yeah, Jesus remember? Christ. I don't want to fucking remember that. <laughs> what was that? Uh, which episode was that? Probably the one I mean, after porch talk or. Yeah. I mean, it was after. It was I'm a, trying to remember it what it was. It was a great fucking idea for Jason's a drunk ass to do an intro on that night. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus fuck. I couldn't even. I started listening to that and I got about three words of my fat ass mouth in. And I was like, I had to turn it off. I'm like, I can't listen to this. <laughs> I was embarrassed. I apologize, everybody out there. Hey, people like <clears throat> drunk people talking. It's fine. Yeah, well, they got it then. <laughs> but yeah, 194 previous episodes here. We've talked about, you know, bands from the the, the glory days of, you know, glam rock, hard rock, melodic rock, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. We've had on guys from Great White, Warrant, Lillian Axe, Trickster, Firehouse, Bullet Boys, the mighty Frank Hannon from Tesla. Yes. We've had on Ian Hogland from Europe, Mark Gascott from Trickster, Chris Green from Taiketo. That's right. That's a band we should have thrown out to Doug. Hey, there you go. He could throw that on that thing I was talking about with the, you know, Dangerous Toys and Bullet Boys and Spread Eagle show. <sighs> throw Taiketo on you there. You got to get Spread Eagle in there uh, one more goddamn time. <laughs> hey, tour. How about replace them with Tora Tora? How about that? They're from Memphis. They can drive. Over. I t- I said that once. Like. A month or two ago, right? I'll, I'll fucking drive there and pick him up in a van. Save him some gas money. Who else have we had on the show, Trent? No one from Tora Tora yet, unfortunately. Motherfucker. But... I, I'm I'm going to leave. I'm going to go. Okay. Do you like thrash metal? Because we have had on guys from Death Angel, <clears throat> Battlecross, two members from the mighty Megadeth. That's right. Including Dave Elfison. Elfison or Elfison? <laughs> Dave Jr. There you go. What would you do without me? Don't answer From that. Elfison. Probably a lot of cool shit. Elfison. Elfison. Elfison's Coffee Company. That's right. But yeah, who else? Shooter Jennings. Shooter Jennings. Like we mentioned earlier, we had Biff Byford from Saxon. Uh, we had uh, Damon and Ricky from Black Star Riders. Uh, you know, you know, uh, John Connolly from Seven Dust. Tim Salt from Clutch. Um, you know, uh, Wino from the Obsessed and Spirit Caravan, Kirk Winstein from Crowbar twice, Jimmy Bauer from Super Joint Ritual eh, or Super Joint and Down, uh, Mike Dean from COC. Uh, you know, uh, we've had on guys from Miss May I. He is legend. I mean, there's something for everybody out there. Just go back through all of our shit. You're gonna find something you like. Night Demon. Twice, love those guys. You know, I mean, it's it's great. And you know, we've <clears throat> Doug mentioned a lot of local bands. You know, we've had on Driver, we've had on Severmind and Grind, um, you know, Down for Five. Uh, we've had these guys on there. So I mean, it's it's vast and it's it's great. And you're gonna find some shit you like. Just check out some old episodes. That's right. We mentioned all these bands, but we didn't mention 
Gene Simmons. I need some kid who hasn't wiped his first cum stain off his leg to tell me what I need in my life. Yeah. Gene Simmons from <laughs> Kiss. Yeah. Bruce Kulick from Kiss. Doug mentioned that that was one of his two favorite bands, so there you go. There you go. We yeah. haven't had on anyone from the Van Halen camp yet. No, not yet, but you never know. So, I mean, it's going to be great. Yeah, so just go back, check it out, soundcloud.com backslash thunder-underground. You can also listen on iTunes, Google Music, Stitcher, TuneIn. If you've got an Echo from Amazon, just say Alexa, play Thunder Underground podcast. That'll happen from TuneIn. I don't do that because I don't talk to fucking machines. Yeah, you do. you at your work all day. See you over there mumbling to yourself and those fucking machines. How do you know you don't work where I work? I've, I've heard from Big Mike. Oh, my God. I'm really getting out of here right now. <laughs> DeepThunderUnderground.com. We've also got merch for sale. We've now got shot glasses. We've got koozies. We've got t-shirts. We've got stickers, magnets, bracelets, all that great stuff. More stuff to come as the days passed. That's right. That's it, right? I think so. All right. Until next time. Well, you want a beer before we... No, good. Yeah, I'm fine. All right. Well, what do you got? <laughs> <laughs> He's got all kinds of stuff back there. I don't even. I know got Corona. Corona's great. That's yeah. a great thing. Thunder Underground, y'all.